So welcome to Film Buddies Industry Interviews. Our guest this episode is Jezebel, who I met as a, you are producing, directing, writing a short uh, web, it wasn't a web series, it was just a short film that you hired me to edit. Yes, hey, hi, how are (laughs) you? Um, for people who don't know me, I'm Jezebel Montero, though, Tuesday. You're just calling me Jezebel. Like, you think everybody in the world knows me already. <laughs> I think That's true, you, I, yeah. think, I think you could still mention my last name. I'm not, I'm not that famous yet. <laughs> Soon. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, you were, you were editing uh, a short of mine called, mm-hmm. um, a short of ours, called uh, Lies in Oblivion Sessions Vocal Unit. And it was a, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a sort of tongue-in-cheek look at the the uh, um, you know svu the um law and order svu yep. kind of thing except it all took place in a therapist's office and um we <laughs> we had a good time with it you did a great job yeah, it was a lot of fun to to edit yeah yeah and you did a great job you were pretty good at comedy though considering you hadn't <laughs> done a lot of comedy yeah i mean it's it's good because comedy is my favorite genre to watch so i'm glad that some of that some of what I've watched has absorbed into my psyche. Yeah, yeah, you did a great <laughs> job, and then we and then we worked again, so that mm-hmm. did really well, actually. Uh, you can watch that on um, shortstv.com. Um, you know, it's uh, shortstv.com is the and Shorts TV the channel is where all the Oscar award-winning shorts go to live so we're in nice company i don't know if i even told yeah. you that it's on shorts tv and then it's also on my website which i'm sure we'll talk about later fwakatafilms.com mm-hmm. yep. so you can see there's various ways of, of going about watching that if you want to see tuesday edit and if you want to see <laughs> me as a writer and director yeah um, and yeah you you'd agree and that's one of the actors no not in lies in oblivion i wasn't one of the actors Weren't you one of the siblings? No, no, no. It was, it was Monica Stoyer, Margot Singleton. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's a long time ago. It's okay. It was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was writer, director, and It producer. was your Casanova film, I think I saw you in. That's right. Casanova was a woman. Mm-hmm. I wrote, produced, yes, and I, perform, I, I was one of the actors. I was the lead, the title role, Casanova. And that's also... You know, everywhere you just have to Google it. Uh, you have to write it with two S's, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a female, they call her Cass. So it's Casanova with two S's, was a woman. And yeah, it's a feature rom com. It's LGBTQ. It's Latino because my background's Cuban. I'm Cuban. I'm fully bilingual. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I had a great time. That was my first feature, actually. And um, you could you could watch it on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play. It's on a couple of uh, Voodoo, a couple of other cable networks. I think I saw it on um, Amazon. You know, I don't know if it's still playing on Amazon though, because our, ca- gotcha. our contract might be up. <laughs> it was on. It was you know, it was released in 2016. I mean, people are still watching it because the checks mm-hmm. are still coming in. So thank you for people watching it. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if it's on Amazon, but you could still, I mean, YouTube is like, everybody watches YouTube, so right, you, yeah. you can get it on YouTube. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, and then, you, but you also worked on, um, you were AD, you were assistant director and also editor on a web series that we worked yeah. on together, right? The so, So You Don't Know. Yeah, by Marlene yep. Ryan. Uh-huh. And I was producer on that. And, it, you know, that was fun. You did a wonderful job with that. We we did the third episode, Gary. Yeah. Did you do another episode with her? I think I edited, I edited another one, but I didn't work on set for it. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. You love on-set stuff too, though. You're doing a lot of that now, right? Yeah, that's that's my preference is on-set versus... It's very hard for my attention span to, like, sit for hours. 
Yeah, I know. I don't mind sitting because as a writer, mm-hmm. I have to do that and I get very absorbed. But yeah, I like moving around. And now with this pandemic, and it's, it's like I, you know, it's it's really frustrating because mm-hmm. uh, sitting down for eight or nine hours is I don't know yeah. how office people do it. No. <laughs> I was working in an office and I wanted to, I just like had to get up and go on walks because it's yeah. too hard to just sit and stare at a screen endlessly. Oh. So you don't work in offices anymore? I was laid off at the end of May Yeesh. because, you know, Corona, yes, of but course. it's actually been really good for me, I think, because I was not really digging that environment and mm. I was, I joined because I thought there would be upward mobility, but. It turns out, unless you're like a white dude who's friends with the owner, yeah, nothing's yeah. really gonna happen. So it's been nice to take a step back and it, and it, like go back to the creative pursuits I had sure. to get into the industry. Sure, isn't that the story all the time? Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really terrible. I um, well, what happened with me? Um, you know, during the pandemic, of course, you know, there's, there's no production, you know what I mean? All mm-hmm. got cut down and I'm doing some script doctoring, you know, cause I, I'm a script doctor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I help other people with scripts. So that, that, that's been good, but you know, the onset stuff I, I love too. And so I haven't been able to direct or produce. Right. Um, I was actually uh, hired to produce a, a, a short film, which we're, we're going back into pre-production now. We were in pre-production in March and mm-hmm. of course everything stopped and then we were going to start shooting in April. It's called Crabs in a Barrel. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great It already party. sounds funny, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. And I was hired as producer uh, of um, these people that I, these, this great couple, um, this Latino couple, him and her, and they are just a power couple and they're, Right now, they're, um, you know, we're in pre-production. They wrote it together and they, you know, he's directing it and she's producing and she's acting in it. And they just do some great stuff. I've worked with them before. And, um, you know, he, they hired me as producer. And so we had to cancel. But now I'm excited because we're back in pre-production. Mm-hmm. Um, and we shoot the first week of October. But we've got this incredible AD that's like COVID certified. So because nice. I'm really anal about that, actually. I yeah. don't, you know, I don't want anybody ending up getting sick. And then, oh, I got sick on this set. And then we get a right. bad reputation. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I mean, I don't know if you know, but th- this show Date Me got completely canceled and closed down because they weren't following COVID rules and they were working. It it was, it's a big, it's a big show. It's like a legit SAG show Yeah, and they weren't following the rules and they got closed. They got shut down. So I don't want that happening. So um, we are, yeah, (laughs) that would be a nightmare. Yeah, it would. Um, And so, yeah, so we're going to crabs in a barrel that we're going to start shooting that in October and hopefully it'll be released next year. It's a short, but it's Mm -hmm. it's like a Latino horror, like dark comedy horror with a, an all Latino cast. So mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of fun. This guy, um, his name is Michael Leon. Um, he's going to be the next um, Latino Jordan Spiel, uh, Jordan Peele. So, oh, you know, cool. yeah, like Jordan Peele does the African-American thing. He's doing mm-hmm. the Latino thing with horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I'm working on that. And then, well, what, you know, so that was put on hold, but it, we're, we're going back with, you know, we're going into pre-production again. We're, we're mm-hmm. returning. But, during the quarantine, I have this TV series um, called Lizzie, Gary, BB, and Trish. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to say it like that, Tuesday. Lizzie, Gary, <laughs> BB, and Trish. Okay? <laughs> With a little performance. Yeah. Yes, yes, you have to say the K like that. 
Um, so, um, so anyway, it was, it's a TV series, which I still haven't given up on. I'm still want to shoot, uh, the TV series, but I had to switch gears like we all did and right. I had to find a way to get this thing out there. Cause I was not going to wait another year. I had, I lit, I had an investor, uh, wanting to, um, invest in the pilot. So I was really excited, but then they pulled out. I actually had a couple of investors and they pulled out because they didn't know when the money was going to come back. So, uh, like a lot of things, it got stopped, you know, furloughed, uh, laid off, however you want to call it. I knew it wasn't going to happen. So I turned my TV series pilot into a podcast series pilot. Mm-hmm. And I just, we just started doing it. I got actors from all over the country. Um, and literally every actor was a, was a professional voiceover actor, a SAG professional voiceover actor. So they had their own equipment. They all nice. had their own. Yeah, it was great Tuesday. They all had their own mics. They all had their own. Heft- I mean, it was, I mean, it sounds, uh, have you, you've heard it, I'm assuming. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my like YouTube watch list. To-do list. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the podcast. You're not going to really watch the podcast. You're just going to listen to it. The, the actual episode. Oh, no, I've only seen like your promo emails and I just thought it was that's why I thought it was a video. No, no, no. It's 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 an actual podcast, Uh, not video audio. And it's an audio sitcom. Like it's literally a pilot. What you would see on TV, Will and Grace, mm-hmm. Seinfeld, it's in audio form. It's like uh, a radio play. Yes! <laughs> Taking it back to the 50s or 40s. <laughs> Actually, earlier, radio plays were like yeah. in the 20s, you know? You're right, because TV came around the 50s and That's 60s. right. That's mm-hmm. right. But the thing is that I think, um, uh, you know, first of all, podcasts are becoming very popular. And then yep. they've started to become even more popular since the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what people are doing because it's safer and you can record at home and you can mm-hmm. edit at home home and i have an emmy award winning grammy award winning uh sound designer um and uh and editor and music composer named uh joel which i'm going to be interviewing on the promo show uh he's just sick he's won grammys and emmys and he's just the so it's 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 a narrative right so it's you've got a story you've got sound effects you've got foley it's not it's a bunch of actors um, you know, telling the story about this, one of the leads, BB, um, she is bisexual and she, uh, happens to not know how to work the app. She hasn't been on a date in 20 years and she doesn't <laughs> know how to work the app, the dating app. And she doesn't realize, she doesn't know the gender of who she's dating. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know whether they're male and female. So the rainbow gang, which is Lizzie, the lesbian, uh, Gary, the gay, BB, the bisexual and Trish, the transgender. It's already, uh, <laughs> each it's an acronym for the um uh you know it's an acronym for the for the mm-hmm. time lgbtq uh, yeah, yep. yeah yeah exactly um so um so anyway uh, that's the the premise and the rainbow gang um helps her get her groove back and then the parents show up her parents are cuban and you know they don't really understand her bisexuality but they love her anyway and mm-hmm. you know, they, they 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 love traveling and they travel all over the world to funerals of people they don't know because they think when you know when you're when you know the person when you don't know the person that's dying it's way more fun to attend a funeral right so so they you know that's what they do the parents and so anyway we had a great time recording it we were about two and a half months in production we premiered june 28th gay pride day um and it's been it's been going really well you can hear it on youtube or you on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, uh, but you know Podbean, uh, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, you can you can listen to the first episode. We're still trying to get uh, some funding because it costs a lot 
to mm-hmm. like, episodes. This isn't just, you know, just, you know, like a talk show. This isn't a talk show. This is an actual right. play. Like you said, it's a radio play. So mm-hmm. a lot of money goes into putting it together. And so uh, we need we need to raise some more money to finish the season. But we are going to finish the season. We have a lot of interested parties. And I'm very, very excited. So I hope, uh, I hope people out there listening will listen in to the first episode, the pilot. Uh, Lizzie, Gary, and Bibi and Trish. Okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious how you got started in the industry. Was it through acting? Yeah, I started off as an actor. I was a child actor. Uh, my first commercial was at 13. And it was with a, uh, f- uh, I'll never forget, it was um, a f- a- an airline that no longer exists. It was uh, an airline, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Pan Am, like everybody knows. Yeah. Pan Am. Well, it was, an e- it was an airline called Eastern. And, uh, it, you know, it no longer exists. And it, 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 yeah, it has to do with me being in the commercial. I ruined the company. Oh, and no. I, <laughs> I was so bad. They, had, they were bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. But, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. So I remember it because of that, too, because the company no longer exists. But I did that commercial. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And my mom was in the industry. My mom's a, a famous soap opera actress. But at the time, she wasn't famous at all. She was doing mm-hmm. a lot of theater and odd jobs, you know, the typical artist. Right. And, but I grew up in the theater and I love the theater. I studied theater. I went to school for it. I went to UCLA. Um, I got my theater degree. And so, you know, that it's my whole background is acting in theater. But what happened was when I got around, and I know this sounds young, but in the industry, Hollywood in particular, um, it, 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 it's not young. When I hit around 35 and the roles for women you started to dwindle and mm-hmm. because you weren't, you know, you weren't an ingenue, you weren't in your twenties and young and hip, but you weren't old enough to be like the mom. Right. So I was right. kind of in between stage and I hated it. I was going out to auditions, audition after audition, and I wasn't booking as much as I used to. And then I had to go back to odd jobs. I, I actually was working, uh, you know, as an actor and um, well, as an actor, was I producing? No, I didn't have my theater company. I did have a theater company in my early 30s. But but anyway, I was working as an actor pretty much straight through till about 35. And then I was like, oh, my God, everything dried up. And it was terrible. Mm-hmm. So um, I started to write. I kind of always was a writer because I wrote a lot of sketch comedy and I played different kinds of characters. You know, like before video, people were asking me, like friends of mine at parties, Jezebel, play this character, play the old lady, play this one, play that one, you know. And I used to do bits at parties, you know. So I was kind of always a writer, but on the fly. I didn't really take it seriously, sit down and write something. You know, I was kind of like an improv person. Mm -hmm. I take an improv classes. I have training in improv and sketch comedy. So I, I didn't, but I didn't consider myself a writer. And then I just started, I said, you know what? Let me just, let me just try this thing. Let me just pick up a camera, this rickety, rackety, horrible camera. It wasn't HD. It was like it, it, terrible. I'm telling you, but yeah. I, say I shot something in 2007 called Blonzer Latin 2. It was a tongue in cheek look at Latinos in the industry and why none of them look like me, you know, because I'm blonde and blue eyed, mm-hmm. but I feel as Latina inside as anybody else, anybody else with brown skin. Mm-hmm. It was a kind of commentary about kind of the reverse discrimination that I can't, even though I can play a lot of other roles and I wasn't um, complaining about that, but I, I can never be cast as Latina when I have so much experience mm-hmm. being one, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wrote that documentary and I shot it with a rickety camera and all of a sudden it started to win awards. Uh, you know, people were telling me, what's your next project? And I was like, oh God, now I have to be a filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god this is it this is what i gotta do the universe just dumped it on my lap you know i actually tuesday I swear to god i didn't think i was I, it was an experiment it wasn't something that i really thought i know people say this story but it wasn't mm-hmm. something that i really took that seriously i mean i did it well i you know i was professional about it but i really didn't think i was going to become a filmmaker and a writer but mm-hmm. It went well, and I, w- I really loved the whole storytelling aspect and being in control of that. Mm-hmm. So then um, I did a second. I just kept going. I actually started to raise money um, for my second uh, short. I did a short called The Basement, and it's a, it's a little uh, dark comedy thriller, too. It's, it's uh, you know, you, you could see it. It's on, it's on my YouTube channel, too, the Fuck at the Films channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I did that, and that did really well at the festival circuit, too. And I'm like, okay, so I did a short doc. I did a short film. Okay, why not a feature? What the hell? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, you know, I wrote Casanova was a woman. It took six years. Long story short, it took six years, <laughs> right? That yep. would be a very long story if I told you mm-hmm. what happened in those six years. Mm-hmm. Um, it took six years to get it off the ground. Um, I was, we were able to raise the money. I started my film company, Fuacata Films, and um, the rest is history. After Casanova was a woman came out. And we started shooting it, and it was released in 2016. Uh, we shot it in 2014. It was in a bunch of festivals in 2015. It won, like, 19 awards. And then uh, it got sold with uh, Gravitas Ventures. And then um, the rest is history. I never, st- I haven't stopped working as a filmmaker and a writer and a producer. Mm-hmm. So it was the right decision. And now I'm on a mission Tuesday, kind of like you, to get more stories out there about women, for mm-hmm. women, with women, um, right. and including and not excluding LGBT people and Latinos and even just multi-ethnic. Just tons of inclusion mm-hmm. because we need to even the playing field. And we just, I mean, to this day, there's still not. I know everybody thinks it's a lot, but I'm still being, you know, doors are still being closed on me. It's limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you've got, you know, nine out of ten women, nine out of ten people, directors are are men. It's still terrible. It's ten percent mm-hmm. of all directors are are women. Ten percent, mm-hmm. only ten percent. That's ridiculous. So you know, people like you and me, we we need we need to try to change that. And the only way to change it is is by doing it. You know, forcing mm-hmm. forcing uh, yourself through that door. You know, and um, you do it by being creative. You know, you you do it by the work because people. Um, respond to the work uh, mm-hmm. they don't respond to you yelling at them and complaining about oh there's not <laughs> right yeah you know they're yeah. not gonna respond to oh you know it's not fair I'm a woman people they're not gonna respond to that they're right. gonna respond to the art and the work and they're like well okay this is really good this is fun mm-hmm. so um that's what I'm doing just do the work and people like you know like field of dreams you know build it and they will come and mm-hmm. that's it is it your first short that really propelled you into producing and directing or because of your theater background, is that something that really just transitioned to a more film focused environment? No, actually it was the, um, it was the, 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 the first short, the documentary that I did, the Blondes are Latin too, mm-hmm. because, um, yeah, I, because I was, I always wanted to do theater. I produced some theater and I had my own theater company, but you know, there's always that problem too of the longevity. Like, like, like you know, theater is very fleeting, and that's mm-hmm. that's its pro. 
and that's its con. So the pro is it's 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 in the moment, you know, it's very zen. You got to be there. It's live. It's this, it's that. you know, that that's the the beauty of it that it's live and in the moment. But then it's gone, and so you, it doesn't last forever. It doesn't keep bringing in money. Um, so uh, the transition made sense to me because after Blonde Land Two, I was like, you know this you know this lasts forever and this makes money forever it, you know mm -hmm. the checks i finished casanova was a woman like i told you and the checks are still coming in so right. you know what i mean which is not like theater unless you know unless you're lynn manuel and you did hamilton and they're doing it all over the world <laughs> you know what i mean unless you're yep. you know, miranda um but otherwise it's it's very temporary fleeting and the royalties don't keep coming in your play has to continue to be made mm -hmm. uh, but the movie itself it's it's that's what i mean it's got longevity it can not only it, it, it can it be seen all the time every day always it makes money as mm -hmm. people are watching it so um that's what made me transition really and i wanted a broader audience too for my work I wanted to reach more people with the themes that I'm addressing with the LGBT Latino and, and female themes so mm -hmm. you can only do that with film do you feel that you are finding more of a focus in writing directing now or are you still pretty much like multi-hyphenate actor producer director writer I think you know I think I'm multi-hyphenated because I did a play in Miami, which was very successful in January and February, right before the pandemic. I had mm -hmm. this great gig. It was called The Cubans. And uh, it was a very successful play at this very prominent, uh, prestigious theater called The Colony on South mm -hmm. Beach. And it was, uh, you know, it was, you know, Broadway style. I mean, it's a, you know, 500 seat house. And, you know, you know, we had standing ovations. And they, you know, it's just, it just was a beautiful experience. Amazing theater, humongous theater. Um, and so I enjoyed doing that. But, I actually enjoy it all, Tuesday. I got to tell you, I really love it because, and everybody always asks me that, um, you know, whether it's in my everyday life, my friends or my neighbors or, or when I'm in an interview, um, it, it fulfills different things in me. So the acting is way, is more cathartic, right? So the acting, mm -hmm. like a, it's like almost like a workout, right? It's a physical thing that I'm doing. It's more physical. It's more cathartic. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm physically letting it all out. It's a workout. <laughs> the, the writing and directing um, is more of telling, controlling the story, right? So I'm, I'm telling the story I want to tell, how I want to tell it, when I want to tell it. Yeah. So the writing, directing, I, pref I, I not prefer, that's what I like about it. The actor, you have no control over the story whatsoever, right? The, it, whether it's film or theater, your lines can get cut, your scene can get cut, you know what I mean? Yep. So writing and directing, you have way more control over what you want to tell and how you want to tell it. That's why I like that. Producing, I like putting together the pieces. I love, love, love you know, assembling the crew, you know, meetings with the director to, to, to really refine his or her vision, mm -hmm. um, you know, meetings with costume designers and everybody in the designers and just putting it all together. Really, mm -hmm. it's a big, big puzzle. And you get this beautiful thing at the end of the day. And I, I do like that, too. So I think it just fulfills different, you know, different little niches in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like you're when you're on set as a producer, you're really good at problem solving in the moment it's like your your brain just hyper focuses and it's like okay here's the solution here's the solution oh thanks which thanks. is a great great quality in a producer <laughs> yeah yeah you don't, you don't really have time to complain you know what I mean you just gotta yeah. go uh to the solution and mm -hmm. next right next thing yep yep yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I think that's great. I've been on set with producers who get more, who get easily frazzled, and you're like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> because, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, that's right. Well, then, well mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. also, I'm actually really having fun. So, so. Well, yeah, that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's like, why am I going to get frazzled? I want to be here. I love what I'm doing. So I'm just going to, part of the, part of the love of it, if somebody's really getting frazzled, they're not really enjoying it. Um, part of being a producer is being a troubleshooter and you have mm-hmm. to like that aspect of it. I actually like problem solving. In my own life, I like solving problems. So I, it, it's a natural instinct to, to actually enjoy, which people, my mom's like, you're crazy. I hate problems. <laughs> she's like it's like putting out fires I go I, I love it and the more spontaneous I know this sounds crazy but the more not something horrible that will shut the shoot down of course but the, the right you know but the more spontaneous it is the more I have to figure it out the more I enjoy it it's mm-hmm. it's a strange thing yeah my last question is although it might be hard to answer since you've been in entertainment your whole life now but if you weren't in entertainment, what do you think you'd be doing instead professionally? Oh, that is a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I started off wanting to be a dancer when I was a kid. I was very physical and I was actually pretty good at it. I took a couple of classes and the teacher, you know, thought I should keep going, but mm-hmm. we were poor and my mom couldn't keep taking, she couldn't afford to keep taking me to classes, but I started off as a dancer, but that's a performer. So that doesn't count. Um, the other thing that's artistic that I really love doing that, that I might've been able to do too is, is, is be a chef, is cook. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I love, but that's a little artistic too, but yeah, I think I would have been, um, a chef or I would have owned a restaurant and had my own menu cause I do love cooking and I enjoy it a lot and I do it a lot. I do it a lot for people and friends and I, for like a day I had my own catering company. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could, I couldn't do all of it. It was too much. And, uh, but yeah, I might've been a chef. I mean, I, I, I guess that's the, the next good answer. Cause I, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I could. I mean, you, you made me dinner when I was editing so oh that's right I did yeah. I don't remember so, good? yeah it was good I think it was like um homemade like, meatballs and maybe some pasta dish oh wow it was good okay. yeah. right. so so that makes a lot of sense that you would, would be a chef if you had an alternate life path yeah yeah I think so I think so that's a good question though <laughs> thank you now I know you sent me a lot of links which I will put in the uh info part of the podcast wow I don't know why that came out so so complicated but in the in the show notes there we go um but if you want to let people know how to find you or Fuacata Films or any of the projects you're working on yeah here's so. the thing the best way is to go two ways a Fuacata Films uh, dot com and that's um Fuacata is a term that we use Cubans use to it, it's to denote impact because people mm-hmm. are like what is that word it's you know fuacata, like pow <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's just a term that means impact and that's what we kind of want to do with our films and our content so it's a f-u-a-c-a-t-a fuacata films.com 
or you can go to my YouTube channel and that, there's all my stuff there and you, it, you'll see how to reach me through YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the Fuakata Films channel. That's our literally our films channel. And the podcast pilot, the first episode for the podcast is there. I have a promo show uh, that they're videos actually. I interview all the artists from the podcast show and that's running now through the summer. You can watch it there. It's called the LGBTQ promo show. And um, yeah, the Fuakata Films channel or fuckatthefilms.com. Awesome. Thank you for joining me. I think this was, I mean, it's crazy how much you do in the industry. I think that's impressive. And I'm sure people will be like, oh, I don't have to be pigeonholed into like just writing or just acting, but I can start branching out into these other roles that I'm interested in. That's right. That's right, Tuesday. And you're doing it too, which I'm so proud of. I hope we can work <laughs> together soon again. Um, we need to work together again. You're, 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 you're killing it. You're killing it. I'm very, <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of you. Congratulations with everything. Thank you. And, and thank you so much for thinking of me for this show. And um, I hope everything goes well. Much love, much luck. And please be safe out there. Wear your mask, okay? <laughs>